Hello and welcome to the AYO podcast. In our newest series, we're asking our musicians about the pieces they performed at an AYO program, as well as a deeper dive into the music. Today, I'll be chatting to violinist Adrian Biemi, all the way from Western Australia, who has performed at AYO's National Music Camp since 2018 and this year's AYO winter season online. He's currently studying at the Western Australian Academy of Performing Arts and his favourite composer is Sibelius. Last year, Adrian performed Anton Arensky's Variations on a Theme by Tchaikovsky as part of the Weiss Chamber Orchestra at National Music Camp. And this is something he felt a really strong connection to. Hello, Adrian. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Okay, so to start off, could you tell me about your musical life? What made you want to become a violinist? My musical journey started when I was in the sixth grade and I was offered the clarinet. And at the same time, my sister had just started high school and she had been given the oboe. So I went to see one of her junior ensemble concerts and it was there that I saw a string orchestra for the first time. And I just remember being absolutely enamoured and captivated and obsessed and I just wanted to do it. Um, And that obsession just stayed with me the um right from then all the way up to now and two years later when I was 13 years old and it became clear that it wasn't a phase um, my parents bought me my first violin and it became a part of me in such a way that I didn't really decide to become a musician it sounds kind of cliche to say but I feel like the violin chose me there was never really a lightning bolt moment where I thought oh I want to do this like I I just did it and I can't imagine stopping (laughs) That's great. And obviously in the current restrictions, you haven't been able to perform concerts and programs as you normally would. So what have you been doing in the meantime? So I've been very fortunate to be involved in a few isolation recording projects. Um, I'm currently studying at the Western Australian Academy of Performing Arts and there's a really talented composer here named Jonathan Yang who wrote a piece called Brave the Wave, which involved 124 of our water musicians. Um, It's been circulating the internet lately. You might have seen it on um, the ABC Classic Facebook page. And I've also been involved in a friend's master's recital recording and my own string quartet recorded the exposition of a Mozart quartet just for Instagram. So I've been doing a lot of recording, um, which has been really fun and super important. I think it's really important to stay connected and make music in these times in whatever way we can And um, being involved in all these recordings definitely gave me the chance to do this. And I've also been using this time by myself to listen to new recordings and just explore some new repertoire. Because when you're solely responsible for your own development at the moment, like, um, yeah, I just wanted to stay inspired and find something new to get stuck into once things calm down. And specifically at the moment, I've been really captivated by Lily Boulanger's two pieces, the violin and piano. So I think, yeah, things like that. That's awesome. It sounds like lots of playing is still happening. Yeah, I've been very fortunate. (laughs) So I wanted to chat about one of the many pieces you've performed on an AYO program, uh, Arensky's Variations on a Theme by Tchaikovsky. Could you set the scene and tell me about your experience performing this piece? Sure. Okay. So um, my first experience with this piece was when I was in grade 10 and I had just been invited to play with the school's chamber orchestra, which I was so excited about. I'd been craving the chance to play in a string ensemble for ages um, and, you know, really get the chance to tackle some of that already established repertoire. And I didn't know the piece at the time. And the first few bars in the first read-through were just so overwhelmingly beautiful. And I didn't know whether to laugh or cry. It was kind of embarrassing. Um, And later that year, we performed it in a cathedral and it was just divine. So getting the chance to return to it years later after, you know, having some time to develop and grow as a musician... Um, and getting the chance to play with some of my closest friends made on AYO 
to some of my closest friends from AYO. Um, it was really, really special, especially under the direction of Dale Baltra. Yes, I wanted to ask you about Dale. So last year you had the guidance of the Chamber Orchestra Director and Melbourne Symphony Orchestra violinist Dale Baltrop. So how did it feel for you performing this piece again, but with this kind of a mentor? It was so fantastic. It was really, really great to play with Dale. Um, obviously he led from the concert master seat, whereas my past experience performing it was done with a conductor. So this time it felt so much more intimate um, and there were heads out of music and eyes up and it felt like an extended string quartet. Um, and obviously being older and more experienced, the level of musical nuance that Dale expected and encouraged just gave this piece a completely new flavour for me. And it really felt more exhilarating to rehearse and perform. And he made such a conscious effort to become a friend to every single person in the ensemble. Even for me, who was the very last second violin in the back desk, he made me feel like a real equal and integral part of the larger framework. Oh, that's wonderful that you had that connection to a mentor. Could you give a little musical background to the piece? Yes. So this piece is most commonly known as being for a string orchestra, but it was initially the slow movement from Arensky's second string quartet, which was slightly unusual as it scored for violin, viola and two cellos. Um, and the piece was written as a tribute to Tchaikovsky in the year after his death and uses a theme from Tchaikovsky's 16 children's songs. Great. You know, Arensky has a range of emotions across each of these movements. Could you talk about some of these and how you workshop them in the chamber orchestra? For me, the one thing that really sticks in my mind from this experience was working on the seventh variation. Um, it's really lush and requires the use of mutes, so it's quite subtle and gentle. And Dale really brought it to the next level. He suggested that we play as much as possible on the D string and use a really quick vibrato, as well as including tasteful portamento in certain spots. And it really just achieved this sort of smoky Hollywood glamour sound and it was wonderful and it was so much fun to do. And just all the variations are maybe two to three minutes, possibly less, but they're so full of, you know, there's, there's so much you can do with them and every note has purpose and depth and it was just wonderful. Um, and the fourth variation is my personal favourite. It's a little bit more agitated than the seventh um, and it's quite reliant on pizzicato. And I remember we really, really focused on using a soft dynamic without dropping the intensity, so still being really, really intense. We barely touched our strings when we were plucking and we were encouraged to try to listen to our desk partner and see if we could hear them. And when we listened back to the recording, you could barely hear the entire ensemble playing pizzicato and then just out of nowhere it crescendos and it's electric and it explodes and it's fantastic. Um, so yeah, there's just, there's so much you can do with each variation and they're all so different, which is great. Yeah, I, I know this piece is really special to you and as you say, it has a range of intricacies. Do you know why you enjoy performing pieces like this? So the absolute heart of my passion is definitely playing in a string orchestra and I'm very, very partial to romantic music, especially when it's done without a conductor. I think feeding off the energy of the group and interaction between performers is so special and sometimes it can be really tricky to do that in a symphony orchestra. Um, but it's a very natural thing to do in a string ensemble. And the beauty of a string ensemble is, I guess, why I'm here today doing what I do. And I just get so much out of it and the repertoire for it. And yeah, and I, I really enjoy playing in string quartets as well. Just sort of any small ensemble that's predominantly string based that you can just sort of have a great time with everyone and communicate something to the audience so they have a great time as well. Yeah, it's just really, really special. Yeah. It sounds like you've really enjoyed working in these string ensembles. So what's what's on the horizon for you? What what do you hope to do in the coming years, if that question isn't too daunting for you? <laughs> Not at all. So halfway through next year, I'll have finished my undergraduate degree at WAPA. And I'm hoping to 
broaden my scope and maybe take advantage of some of the connections that I've made through AYO by um, doing some study over east. I definitely want to continue studying for a bit longer. And a little further down the track, I'm actually looking to establish some kind of string ensemble myself for excelling students and recent graduates to tackle some of the more challenging string repertoire that we might not get the chance to do in university. And the plan, this has kind of been a long time coming. One of my good friends and AYO alumni, Ariel Postmus, who is a sensational viola player, we wanted to do this for quite a while. So I think that could be something up and coming in the years to come. Oh, that's really exciting. It sounds like there's so much up and coming for you. So for someone wanting to apply as a new musician to AYO, maybe in a similar position to yourself, what advice would you give them? I would say just apply for everything and get as used to auditions as you can and to select solo pieces for auditions that best represent you as an individual. And in regards to the excerpts, listen to as many recordings as you can, see what you like. Within reason, there's no real right or wrong answer in music. So I think taking the time to figure out, you know, what strikes you as something worth you know, replicating or taking inspiration from can be really, really worthwhile. And I think especially for auditions, it's absolutely crucial that you understand what's happening in the score. Even when you have rests, that's just as much a part of the music as the notes and knowing what's happening around you is super important for an audition. And lastly, Adrian, how has AYO helped you become a better musician? It's definitely given me the chance to feel really comfortable in my own skin as a musician, especially as I was so late to the party as a string player. I started when I was 13. So it gave me the chance to learn from tutors that I normally wouldn't have access to, but also provided an environment where every single participant has something to contribute and something that you can take away from. And getting the chance to rehearse with conductors I also wouldn't normally get the chance to work with has been extremely eye-opening about how to balance tradition with interpretation. And every time I do AYO, it's just so valuable. And I come away from it feeling really inspired and excited. That's awesome. Thank you so much for speaking to me, Adrian. No worries. Thank you so much for having me. And to finish off the podcast, here is Anton Arensky's Variations on a Theme by Tchaikovsky, performed by the Weiss Chamber Orchestra at National Music Camp 2019. <laughs> 